This month on the Living Ladies Podcast. Cervical Cancer Awareness. My name is Dr. Roshni Bissundat and I'm a consultant, obstetrician and gynecologist at Southern Medical Clinic in San Fernando. What I wanted to let people know is that this month is Cervical Cancer Month and this just makes people aware of cervical cancer in Trinidad and Tobago and worldwide. The goal of doing this is to inform and give information to women about cervical cancer and for them to prevent it from happening in the future. Well, I must say thank you in advance, doctor. There are some questions that people tend to ask. I would like to ask you these questions and hopefully um, others would get a better understanding of them. You're welcome and sure, no problem. Okay, so let's go. So the first thing we would like to find out is how prevalent is cervical cancer in women? Cervical cancer is the fourth most common cancer in women worldwide. And in fact, approximately one woman is diagnosed with this disease every minute. It has been said that cervical cancer can be passed down through family genes like some other diseases. How true is this? This is not entirely true. Unlike some other types of cancers, cervical cancer is not passed down through family genes. It is actually caused by a virus called the human papillomavirus, which we have now had lots of information on in the past decade. Does this HPV infection cause any symptoms? HPV infections do not cause symptoms. You could have HPV and not have any issues at all. Though most HPV infections clear on their own, just like the common cold, persistence of certain types of HPV can actually lead to significant diseases, such as cervical cancer, but also genital warts in women. Is it safe to say that HPV is responsible for other diseases as well? HPV can cause cancers in women and men. Women are predominantly affected, such as cancers of the cervix, vulva, and vagina. And HPV affects men in that it can cause anal cancers and oral cancers. Oh, so that's important to note, right? Women, also men. So how exactly is HPV transmitted? HPV can be transmitted by any kind of genital contact, not just only vaginal intercourse. And that's very important for people to know because women think it's only by vaginal contact, but this is incorrect. What are the tests done in screening for cervical cancer? Pap smear, which is short for papanicolo smear, and in the last few years, in addition to the pap, which is a conventional slide with a spatula, we now have something called liquid-based cytology, which is very similar to obtain. However, this has a benefit in that it eliminates inadequate results, as well as it can be done if somebody is currently bleeding. What are the guidelines for having a pap smear done? smears are done when a woman becomes sexually active. So therefore, in the past, women had pap smears done from the age of 19. 
whether they were active or not. And that's before the information came out about HPV causing cervical cancer. So now that we know this, you start doing pap smears from the time you become sexually active, but not immediately. You need to wait a little while for the virus, in case you do get it, to then cause its symptoms. So at least within a year of becoming sexually active. Also suggested, which changed in the last few years, if you are sexually active at a very young age, not to do a pap smear, but to start at the age of 25, because young people uh, have a very good immune system and they're able to get rid of the virus. However, the guideline previous to that was age 21, then it was changed to 25. But by so doing that, there have been some women who developed cancers between 21 and 25 and were missed because of that guideline. Even though the guideline stands, I would still advise women to do a pap smear from a year after their first sexual contact. Are vaccines available for HPV in Trinidad? In, in fact, we do have the vaccine in Trinidad and Tobago. But I must just say to you before that, in order to prevent cervical cancer, the vaccine is not the only way to do it. We should always start with educating the population. Also with the organized screening, so education, screening, and with the HPV vaccine. We currently have three vaccines available in Trinidad. One against two of the HPV subtypes that cause the majority of cervical cancer. One that has four subtypes and one that is against nine types of HPV. This has recently been brought into Trinidad and is available. Unfortunately, I'm not quite too sure that it's available at the health centers, but it is available privately. But I am sure that the public institutions will be getting this in the near future. So the best approach is combining education. So having talks, having programs, having lectures about the causes of cervical cancer. And this is very important because if you don't know about it, then you would never do this, the, the pap smear. If you understand the importance, I'm sure women will continue to do their pap smears and will not be afraid to do it. And then also organize screening. So this organized screening means basically the current guideline, which I follow the United Kingdom guidelines, is every three years, if it's all normal, up to the age of 50, every five years after 50, until the age of 65. And then also combining with those two methods, you introduce the HPV vaccine, which decreases cervical cancer by 80%. And also to note, in, also in addition to decreasing the incidence of cervical cancer, I would like everyone to know that this cancer can actually be 100% preventable if it's picked up before it turns to a cancer because it doesn't suddenly turn to a cancer. It starts off as early changes, then it converts to pre-cancer, and then it converts to cancer. And that literally could take anything from two years to 20 years to occur. Hence the reason why we, we try to screen every three years, 
even if you are not sexually active currently, you still continue screening until the age of 65. Essentially, is this what the call to action, test early, screen regularly means? That's correct. And some guidelines may vary from country to country. So it's always best that you seek advice from your regular gynecologist or even anybody who is involved with screening and find out what is best for you. Is there anything you would like to reiterate? Again, I'd like to reiterate that cervical cancer is 100% preventable by early detection of pre-cancers. And not to be afraid to find out that you do have a pre-cancer because if you treat it by removing it, you can prevent this cancer from coming on and you can live a normal life expectancy. And that's wonderful news to hear. Thank you, doctor, for taking the time out today and sharing the information on cervical awareness. You're welcome and we'll talk again. If you would like to contact Dr. Roshni Bissonnette, you can check out her Facebook page, Living Lady, or call her at 290 1249.